You're listening to Saturday Morning Rewind with Tim Nidell. Let's go back in time when turtles roam the sewers of New York. A masked duck protected the streets of St. Canard. I am the terror, the And knowing was half the battle. Go, go! It's time for Saturday Morning Rewind. Hey guys, Tim Nidale here. When I was a kid, there were two cartoons I was obsessed with. And I just, I couldn't live without. The first one was Thundercats. And the second one was DuckTales. And this month's interview is with legendary voice actor Chuck McCann, who voiced Burger Beagle. Oh boy! Bud Bunt! Duckworth the Butler. Excuse me, Mum, but I've been summoned to pick up Mr. McDuck. And Bouncer Beagle in DuckTales. Not so fast, McDuck. We're running things around here now. And of course, he also voiced Dump Truck in Tailspin, which was another favorite show of mine. Uh, are we going to rob it? Chuck has got to be one of the nicest guys I've interviewed since I've been doing this. So humble, so happy, and maybe it's a little bit insane, as you're going to hear later on. But the best thing is, he, he wants to come back and do a second interview. So I'm trying to put together a little mini, like, DuckTales reunion for you guys because I know many of you are obsessed with DuckTales like I am. Before we go into it, I want to plug a couple of Chuck McCann's websites. Of course, you can go to chuckmccann.net. He also has two Facebook pages you can go and follow. It's a Chuck McCann's Ragtag Players. Just punch that in there, you'll find it. And Chuck McCann's Let's Have Fun. I will put all the links on the show notes so if you just want to go into that and just click into it that's fine and while you're on facebook make sure to follow saturday morning rewind on facebook on his website uh, checkmccann.net you'll find a lot of cool audio clips that he's done here's a little bit of him doing yogi bear for an album he did called uh yogi bears wake up america i think i believe it was 1965 so check this out i got up this morning i jumped out of bed I took a deep breath, and I got back into bed. A boo-boo, you're my pal. But anyways, let's take a trip back in time and talk to Chuck McCann himself. Enjoy, guys. Thanks. Now, I read earlier that you are a third-generation performer. Tell me about your childhood and what makes you that third generation. What did your parents well, do? Uh, actually, my grandfather was a unicyclist. Oh. And he was a uh, juggler with Bill Cody's Wild West show at one time. But he came over from Europe. I think I'm Irish, but I'm not. Uh, <laughs> he, he, he has a Polish. My grandmother was Polish. And he came over with uh, did this juggling act, and later on went into. Uh, he, he was doing this uh, vaudeville act with Bill Cody, and they came over here, and he started doing that. And my parents were born. My father was born. My father was a musician, and he taught. He started playing violin, magnificent violin. Mm -hmm. And he made some money uh, working in his band. And a piano player in the band's daughter wanted to play piano. 
I learned how to play the violin and so that my father went and gave her lessons and that woman turned out to be my mother. Aww. <laughs> and uh, they got married and my father then went on to the Roxy Theater and they lived in uh, Manchester, New Hampshire and they had a band there called the Felix Ferdinando Band. And uh, they all got up and strolled because in those days they played brass instruments and violin. Everybody in the band played another instrument uh, plus the violin. Mm -hmm. So, so they did. Uh, they had this jazz band, and my father was a fabulous trombone player, but he was a superb violinist, and he played magnificent violin. And later on, when Played first chair at the Massapequa Symphony Orchestra, and uh, wow. he was like, yeah, but he played at the Roxy Theater for like thirty years. Oh my, wow! As a yeah, and with Whiteman, and after they left, he left Mass. Uh, he went from uh, Manchester, New Hampshire, to Boston, Mass, and then on to New York City. My mother had me in Brooklyn. And I was born in 1934, so that makes me 79. And I've been in the business all my life. I just uh, always knew from the minute that I was born that that's what I wanted to do. You have such a you have such a great background. You know your family's of music and everything. Did you ever try music yourself, or did you just jump into that? Uh, tissue comb. I'm very good at that. <laughs> Tissue comb and kazoo. I'm, I'm a great go. kazoo player. <laughs> and I'll go get one if you want me to. Yeah, right. do it. I want to hear it. Oh, yeah. It's very good. <laughs> what would you like to hear? Anything special? Um, uh, When you wish upon a star. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear that one. Oh, okay. Well, before this uh, is over, I'll, I'll play Wish Upon a Star. Maybe I'll get a tissue comb or something like that. <laughs> Anyway, then I uh, I started doing a lot of uh, uh, building puppets when I was a kid. Oh yeah, I saw that. That's awesome. Because I loved to do voices, and I would do all kinds of voices, wacky voices and stuff. You know, and so I was a wacky guy. And my parents, I drove everybody nuts with the voices and the things. So <laughs> I listened to radio. I saw a lot of doing all the voices on the radio. You know. And it shall be my duty as Mr. District Attorney, Jay Johnson, Mr. District Attorney. <laughs> you know, I do all those. Jack Benny. Hello, this is Jack Benny. You know, Mary, you know, it's wonderful. Rogers is coming over. You know, gee. You know, so I would do all these radio shows okay. that I emulated and listened to at night with my parents, you know. Fit McGee and all those great shows and Riley and you know I wound up doing these voices and uh, Frank Morgan yes hello Johnny yeah Frank Morgan you know I would do I am Oz you know mm -hmm. yeah <laughs> all right kid man you know, so, <laughs> so I wound up doing these crazy voices and then later on. As an impression act, I would do these impressions, you know, and I'd do all the regulars and stuff, plus Bogart and the rest of them. And then as 
time went on, I found out that uh, I could make money doing these impressions if I changed them. If I am, and um, what I did was I for puppetry, I wound up taking like Frank Morgan, and I take uh, uh, Jeremy Stork, and I get a kind of little Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I do a character like that, see. You're my dog? Yeah. My dog hears me, and he goes, What the hell is Daddy doing in the bathroom? <laughs> well, that's where I am. I'm on the phone here with you, as you can hear. Uh, anyway, uh, so I did a lot of crazy, wacky voices, hybrids, I used to call them. And it would be a little Jimmy Stewart and this, and and the little uh, Bogart and that, or Frank Morgan, or whatever, you know, Thomas Mitchell. Well, Ice went to good Kitty Scarlet O'Hara, you know. Uh, well, what, what happened to money, Billy? Uncle Billy, what, what'd you do with it? Well, he lost some money, right, George? And that too damn bad. So you lost the money, George. That means you can't buy the houses. <laughs> oh, no, wait a minute, Mr. Potter. Well, I don't know what the hell I did with the George. I had it right here in my newspaper. Well, Uncle Billy, that's a lump. You know, so I, <laughs> I would do all these crazy wacky characters out of movies and stuff. And I put them in the mouths of puppets. No, I was building puppets and doing that, and then one day I climbed out from underneath the puppet stage, thanks to a guy named Sandy Becker in New York, and uh, I started doing kid shows. And I hosted uh, children's shows in New York, and first one was Sandy Becker's show, and he went on vacation, he had me fill in for him. And I did that, and you know, it went on and on and on, WPIX. On and on, and Captain Kangaroo, and all yeah, those shows, awesome. and for 20 years, and let's have fun, and four-hour show on Sunday in New York, and doing all my own different characters, because they had a newspaper strike like they had with Bay LaGuardia, and the next thing you know, I was doing, reading the comics like he did, only instead of on radio. I read them on television, mm. and it was kind of boring. So <laughs> I, I said, well, i got to be the characters. I mm -hmm. can't just do the voices. So rather than read the panels and just show the panels and do the voices, I became the characters reading the characters. Yeah. So I became like hybrid, wacko characters of being insane, as I am. I created... Unrecognizable later on, I became they became my own. Yeah. And that and that and that and then uh, one day I 
guess it was somewhere around 68, 70, 71. I got a call to go make a movie called The Heart is a Lonely Hunter. And I went off and I started my movie career. And I liked it so much, I decided I'd do more. So <laughs> I wound up going out to Hollywood and doing uh, all kinds of episodic TV. Bonanza and, oh God, Little House on the Prairie and all those early uh, uh, hours sitcoms with it and, and dramatic shows which they don't do today. Yeah. I mean, one week I'd be making them cry and the next minute I'd be making them laugh or <laughs> laugh and cry and cry. Mm -hmm. And I laughed and cried and I cried and laughed and I drove my wife crazy and she divorced me and I went on to it. <laughs> Another wife, and she divorced me, and then I uh, finally got it right, and I met my wife, Betty, for 30-some some odd years ago, eight years ago, and uh, married her, and then finally three times a charm, and I got it right. You know, I have my <laughs> children out of my previous marriages, and I've got uh, I've got two beautiful daughters and uh, grandchildren. i got three grandchildren from Siobhan and uh, Jenny, and then... My uh, daughter Jenny hasn't uh, just got married, so she hasn't had children yet, but she's living in Cleveland, doing very well. And great husbands, great uh, son-in-laws, and and I came back out here to Hollywood, and I started uh, just doing stuff on the internet. And that brings us up to now. Well, you just answered every Yay! single one of my questions. I did my whole life. Sorry, just a few words. Yeah, how about that? How did you get it? Well, that's pretty bad, McCann. Yeah. <laughs> Hello. How did you get anyway, into animation? How do I get into animation? Well, you go up to a drawing, and you go to the drawing, and you say, Hey, say something. And the drawing says nothing but boots and slips. And I said, you need a voice in your throat. And the next thing you know, I'm doing uh, a voice for that character, you know. And generally, it would be a hybrid of something I've done before. Yeah. Like I did with the puppets. All they are is a puppets of wood that move and animation is sink that moves, you know. My favorite so voice. So you do, yeah. Hmm? Huh? What? Mm. What's your favorite my favorite voice of yours is Burger uh, Beagle from DuckTales. I love that voice. Oh, DuckTales. Yes, um, DuckTales, DuckTales is by Tales. far my favorite. Oh. Hi, I'm Bucket. I can't say. Yeah, yeah. I'll see you at your doing. My name is DuckTales. Oh, tell what are we going to do, boys? You know, Scrooge will be home soon. You better all... Get to bed, chill, drink your milk, and scuttle down into bed. Hey, what's he doing? I don't want to put him in a bed. Oh, that's awful nice. Yeah, shut up and let's get out of here. Good idea. Anyway, <laughs> I, was, I would do all these crazy wacky characters. Yeah, I have no bubble. Golly, Yogi, what's, what's the matter? After Dawes passed away, I wound up doing Yogi. And I created another character. It's Clubber Time. Oh, yeah. And that was a fantastic Yeah, the thing, yeah. 
big grin, yeah. Awesome. Yeah, a lot of little voices like that, you know. And then there's so dumb. that all came out of my my past with my puppets and my voices and my things, you know. And another one of my favorites I was a dump truck. Work. Hmm? Dump no, truck? Yeah, oh, dump truck. Yeah. Dump truck, I love dump truck. Yeah, let's see. Uh, dump truck was kind of similar to dump truck. It was like that, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's amazing. You, I mean, it's yeah, been it's 30 years. It's kind of hard to remember, but <laughs> I've done so many. I've done you know, literally hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of maybe a thousand different voices over the years. And uh, still doing it, and, uh, coming up with different takeoffs and ripoffs, you know, and amalgamations of voices. It's really fun to do that. You take a look at it, you say, oh, that could be this and this and this. Mm hmm. And you add different sounds to it, and I say, you know, that's what you've got. You've got you. You built a character. You've created a character, an image, and they tie that face in with the voice, and mm -hmm. uh, it becomes real. You know, not only to to the kids out there, but to to the guys that do them. You know? Now, on, on Ducktales, um, Alan Young played Scrooge. Did you know him before? Uh -huh. Did you know him before working uh -huh. on it? No, we just did a game. In fact, we hadn't done it for a long, long time. Yeah. What was it like and doing we, it? We all got together to do the game, and it was like a, a Rusey Taylor does. A, she's the voice of uh, Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Uh -huh. you know? And so she did uh, her characters, and we all met at the studio and, and wound up playing down the tracks for the game. And we hadn't seen each other in years and years and years. Originally, we did that all together. We did it like an ensemble yeah. group, you know, an ensemble group. Yeah. We're all together, so we all became very close buddies and friends. A lot of guys passed on. Of I course, know, it's but, such uh, a shame, yeah. There's yeah, but, but still some of the three main guys are still around. We're still together, so... Anyway, do you so, have do you have any stories about working with Alan Young on on Ducktales? Oh yeah, well Alan, I mean I loved Alan. I yeah. loved him from all his early films, Time Machine and stuff like that. Oh yeah, of course. And uh, I, I used to listen to Alan when he filled in for Jack Benny on the radio. You know, when he was from Canada, he came down. He's uh, actually from Scotland, and a uh, little town where my my wife uh, folks came from. And uh, I, I, I loved her. You know, Alan, if you listen to him, you can hear the Scottish, you know, still, still in there. He's so great. Mm -hmm. And uh, he's just the sweetest man on the, on the planet Earth, you know. He's so nice. Mostly everybody is, you know. You don't hear of too many finks in the business. They don't last long. No, that's what I've heard. Yeah. No, finks, finks get eaten up, you know. Yeah. But uh, nice people stick around. And... Uh, they're not afraid. You know, it's an old adage I use all the time. You know, like people get pissed at this and that. I don't want to too many hours doing that. I said, well, you can't stand the heat. Get out of the kitchen. Uh -huh. you know? And that's, uh, that'll be my book, I think. One day, if, I, if you can't stand the heat, get out of the kitchen. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. No, uh, I, that's about it. Still doing it. Never know what's going to be around the corner. Yeah, what do you what are you doing these days? What what keeps you busy? Well, I'm breathing. 
There you down. go. That's always a plus. Very important. That's good. <laughs> running up and down, jumping up and down stairs, running in my theater, putting stuff together on my internet, which I love. Oh, good. I love, uh, I do commercials. So I still have a lot of stuff that's still going on there. You know, every once in a while, they call me in to redo this or redo that. And uh, uh, I haven't done too much on camera since... Um, I was on the road with Tim Conway. Oh, wow. Amazing. Uh, yeah. It, was, it wasn't the best of uh, circumstances, but it was, uh, it was, it was okay. You know? <laughs> he got tired. It, you oh. know, he could stand the road. So anyway, he's quit. And, uh, uh, but a, a nice guy. I mean, we we had a lot of. Uh, we go back forty years, although he doesn't remember. <laughs> <laughs> we started forty years ago doing uh, Turn On, which okay. was a show back then. We did a movie called They Went That Away, That Away. And all through life, we've done a lot of things. And when Harvey got sick, I told him to And then Harvey got uh, got tired of the business and. Uh, he quit, and then Tim asked me to do it, and then Hart passed away, and then I was permanently with him doing it. Although they don't remember, nobody remembers. <laughs> I went into a book, and I'm not even in there. You know, it's funny, funny, life in this business, you know, some people, they get carried away. I don't know what the hell happens. I, I, I love people, and I never forget my friends. I don't know why a lot of these so-called stars forget me. I guess maybe I just, I don't know, who knows. Maybe I'm a, maybe I am a jerk. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't have a thought so. I thought I was nice and I always did what I could, you know. Maybe I'm too crazy. Yeah, maybe. No, mm. I'm insane. That's the problem. A ask your first two wives. Yes, yes, yes. Well, that, that, those... My first wife was uh, very, that was very short-lived, and she fell in love with the uh, fireman across the street. But I had a beautiful <laughs> son That's good. Uh, with her. And my second wife was with me for eight years, and she uh, <clears throat> she was a one of the most beautiful models in wow. New York City, and I had two beautiful girls by her. And uh, she also fell in love with somebody, and that was the end of that. And, I don't know, I just walked around like a dumb idiot. <laughs> so I came out of here and, and I met Betty and that's been 38 years, so I, I must be doing something. I right. guess so. I, I don't think the other two were, uh, maybe I was just too young. It was probably my fault, I don't know. Yeah, you never know. <laughs> you never know. What, are you judging me? No, I'm only kidding. Anyway, uh... You can see how insane I am. Oh, yeah. I'm totally off the, off the wall. I could just have a conversation no, for two hours. Well, no, well, not, no, about five minutes. <laughs> this is about the longest I've ever talked with anybody. <laughs> they generally hang out by now. <laughs> yeah. Real quick, I wanted to touch upon one thing I was really fascinated about. You I... don't dare put your fingers on that, please. <laughs> well, you're going to touch on what? What are you touching? <laughs> oh, <boy>. uh, what? <laughs> I heard that you were good friends with, with Stan Laurel. How did that friendship develop? Oh, Stan? Oh, God. 
I'm a huge fan of Lauren Hardy. Now, you know, but uh, when I was 12, I was a big Lauren Hardy nut, and uh, I I would uh, found out that he was in the phone book, and uh, I found out he was called Hollywood, and then my this this very patient, wonderful telephone operator went around to all the counties. Of course, Hollywood wasn't where he lived. Yeah. But he lived on the outskirts, and there are a lot of outskirts, you know, yeah. uh, Burbank, and, you know, Hollywood, uh, West Hollywood, Beverly Hills. And, <clears throat> there's a lot of areas, you know. And she went through all of them searching, and then finally went to Santa Monica, and there he was. It was uh, at the Oceana Hotel on Ocean Avenue in Santa Monica, and there he was in the phone book. And I called him, and of course, immediately when there was an operator in this little hotel apartment called the Oceana Apartment Hotel, and uh, she said, well, what, I'll put him through for you. And he picks up the phone. He goes, hello? I said, is this Dan Laurel? <laughs> hello, who's this, please? Hey, name is Jack McCann. It's a long-distance phone call from New York City. Well, I don't know if his mother should let him speak on the phone. <laughs> you know, this is going to cost you a lot of money. Let let me speak <laughs> to your mother. Wow. You know, and my mother got around. This was the Laurel. I told him he could. Well, <laughs> all right, then. Put him back on. Hello, Charles. Well, let me tell you all about my team. Babe Harvey, and then he went on and on and on. And, and I would call him practically every day. I mean, I spoke to him a lot. And I found out a guy down the street was also talking to him. And uh, <laughs> later on, my best friend, I walked in, and there's the same pictures of Laurel and Hardy on his wall as I had signed on my wall. And I said, where'd you get those? He said, well, I speak to Stan every day. <laughs> well, I found everybody spoke to Stan every day. My God, the poor <laughs> man probably never had a minute. Either Edie used to say the phone would ring incessantly, you know. Wow. And Jerry Lewis and Dick Van Dyke and all of us, we all loved Stan. And we kept him very happy, I guess. You know, he was just, he was just not alone, that's for sure. And we would go visit. Every chance I could get to California, I would go visit him and be with him. He was like the older of my show, Laurel and Hardy and Chuck. Yeah. He was the one who would, who would uh, I would tell him what I was going to run that day and what we were going to do with the puppets. And he would make suggestions. You know, Chuck, why don't you do this? If you bring the babe party, uh, puppet up, then you can have Laurel not know where he is because he's in the closet. It's dark in the closet and he can't get out and Babe doesn't know where he is. And so when he gets out of the closet, Babe goes into the closet thinking it's, you know, there's two doors on the closet, you know. So then he's in and I'm out and I'm out and I'm in and so forth. And you can do that as well. <laughs> I go, that's great. I would do that, you know. And I would. And I do stuff like that, you know, and we had a very successful show, as you know. Yeah. And I went on to do four hours on Sunday live. These were all live shows. They were just great fun. And that's when television was in its infancy. And 
Stan felt so good being a part of it. And then, uh, then I won't get into the Larry Hound and the aspects of it, but... Uh, <laughs> Did you uh, did you ever have a chance to to meet Oliver Hardy, or is that before? No, no, he's no, already Dave, passed. I saw Dave one time. I saw him, and he was leaving the uh, Riverside Country Club, not Riverside, but the Lakeside Country Club. Okay. And uh, he was in his car. He waved to me, but that was it. I missed him. Huh. Wow. But uh, I, I went back. I never saw him. That was very early in the 50s. Yeah, yep. So tell me, what have you been doing? Me? I have just been raising three daughters. Oh, Uh, good. Yeah, I got a nine-year-old, a six-year-old, and a... No, you do your little show on the internet? I do, yep, internet. Yeah, I love the internet. Yeah, oh yeah. I do it all the time. It's just so much fun. What is your uh, internet... uh, Think try uh, your name or what? It's called Saturday Morning Rewind. Saturday Morning Rewind. Yep, that's Saturday's... a great, great title. Well, thank you. Yeah, it took me a while to think of yeah. something that would match. You know, you know, because Saturdays nowadays they're not the same as they used to be when I was growing up. You know, there's not as many cartoons going on, so I just wanted to go back in time to when Saturdays meant something to me and talk yeah. to all my favorite voice actors. Good for you. Well, thank you. Well, there's a lot of fun in Saturday morning and. What you should do is grab little snippets of stuff. I have them, and you can play them on the air. I, I was one of the few people that taped some of my stuff. <laughs> so even at my own expense, at the WPIX, WMEW. So I've got a few, I've got a few hours of footage, you know, of, of sketches and stuff, you know. Do you have that on your website? Hmm? Is yeah, that- so occasionally I pull them up. So grab them off there and use them. I will. I would love to. I'd be an honor. You know? Yeah, my pleasure. But yeah, check it. And also, my my website, uh, give give me a plug. (laughs) It'll be uh, Chuck McCann. It's uh, the Chuck McCann uh, Let's Have Fun. And if you go into Chuck McCann Let's Have Fun, that's a a website. And uh, just Chuck McCann. You know, Long and Hardy Chuck, but just Chuck McCann, let's have fun. I'll put all the links on my show notes, too, so people yeah, can click into that. Yeah, please, yeah, please. of course. Go in there and do that. And that way we help each other, and exactly. it's a lot of fun. That's what this whole thing's about. And the wonderful fun is that you have your own network, you know. Yep. And that's what I do. I, I have a little studio, and I'm going to stop be doing, be doing more and more stuff. I do uh, sketches if they go into ragtagplayers.com. Ragtagplayers.com. You'll see a lot of uh, sketches I'm doing with young people that are just starting off in the business. And I've I've got about eight or nine up there now. But I'll I'll be putting them up like once a week. I'll be putting up a couple every week. Oh, nice. That's awesome. So... Yeah, they're kind of fun. They're very short. <laughs> I keep them down on a low raw, you know, down about a minute and a half, two minutes. And I, I do shows out here. Are you in California? Or no, I'm in, I'm in Montana. Montana. Yeah. Oh, wow. I know. 
I oh, wish that's wonderful. I wish I was in Montana. I mean, I wish I was in California, but nope. We no, 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 no. I no. know it's beautiful here. I know. You're no further away. Oh, please, you know, honestly, golly, you know, <laughs> it doesn't matter where you are today. You're on the internet. That's true. It's it's you worldwide. Know, you're on you're on the planet Earth, and and we can go anywhere on the planet Earth <laughs> on that wonderful magic carpet called the internet. Uh -huh. And it's a fabulous thing. We can travel and meet friends and from all over the world. How could you do that? When <laughs> I was a kid, I couldn't meet. You know, oh, no. yeah, I got a lot of fan mail and stuff from people. And that's how I met them. But God, no one had the luxury of doing that. And the, the, the email and, and, the, and the, uh, the internet, I mean, golly, it's so wonderful. It's like having your own television station you do you have yeah. your own television oh, yeah. station yeah. it's amazing you know so uh do you do some visual things on your uh, station do you ever do it live no i don't i want to start doing that but i haven't well, had that yeah much. well that that's the next step yep you can do it on uh well then one day we'll we'll all get on the uh, uh get on the uh uh, uh my son helped invite, invent it uh, one time. It was uh, it's called uh, Sprite, Sprite, the Split, the Splint, the Scrant, the Scrant. Uh, what is it? Well, you look, you can see people. You can communicate with your friends on there. Oh, Skype. Skype, yeah, yeah. Skype, yeah. Yeah, my son Sean, Travis, the soul. Sean passed away about four years ago. Oh, really? Oh, man. 50 years old, brilliant kid. Wow. Brilliant. And uh, he he was uh, one of the first ones to, to put that together. Anyway, he had a lot of friends in Europe and so forth and so on. But he helped them uh, do that. And, uh, you, you know, it's just going to get better and better and bigger yep. and bigger. Yep. So, you know, it depends on how much material you put out there and people start, you know, tuning into you. And I have a lot of friends of mine that do this also, same thing, and uh, I'm happy to do it for them. And uh, I have a lot of friends in the business and so forth and so on. And they're all, and they don't be afraid of going to somebody who you think is super big, you know. They're the nicest people in the world. I mean, like you, you know. I, I Well, no, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, like I said, I'm, yeah, a, okay. I'm a huge fan right. of your work, so. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> I never thought I'd hear back, you know, an answer of yes, he'll do an interview. What? Of yeah, course. We're, you know, all, we all love the same thing. <laughs> it's it's not a question of, you know, big, bitch, make. You know, it's, it's we all uh, love the same stuff, man. I'm going to be 80, you know, but I still I, I feel like I'm 12. Uh -huh. <laughs> and uh, don't I sound it? I don't sound 80, do no, I? No, you don't. No, no because I'm not. Mentally, I'm still 15, 16. <laughs> anyway, and then uh, the other night I was sitting at a screening. I go to the Academy of Motion Picture Arts and Sciences, uh -huh. and I saw a fabulous, fabulous film uh, all about Walt Disney, and it's called Saving Mr. Banks. And I oh, yes. That I because my, my best buddy, is in it. he's so sweet, he came over, he chucked, kicking down. And that was Tom Hanks. Oh, and no. And I got a wonderful... Yeah, he's so great in this, man. I want to see that. So I'm a, I'm a oh, huge Disney freak. So, I oh, love Disney. Please. Oh, you're going to freak over this. I'm telling you. It's wonderful. And he does a hell of a Disney. 
was I worked with Walt, and uh, I met Mr. Disney. Well, Walt Disney. I met him and, uh, when I was doing uh, my early, early Disney films, you know. Wow. And uh, as we mentioned, DuckTales and all that stuff is out of the studio. But I did uh, Herbie Rides Again. And oh, yeah. With these two earlier films, you know, at Disney. And I used to love going in there. And every time we'd leave, there was a, the one night there was a black cat and Sean was with me in the car and the black cat was standing by the guard gate as we were leaving. And uh, my dad said, oh, look at the black cat. I said, yeah, he's there every night. I said, Walt puts him there to keep Mickey in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Well, anyway, it was wonderful. I don't want to bore you. No, no. I, like I can, I can talk to you. I can talk to you for another hour. <laughs> well, then call me back. <laughs> you know, I'm always around. So call me in a couple of months or when the yeah, let's, let's, off. let's do we'll a part two. One. Yeah, let's you do any that. Questions? Give me a buzz. That would be amazing. We you know what we should hey. do. We should get Alan Young on the phone too to have a, a three-way call. Oh, Alan Young. Yeah, oh, but sure. I've been trying to get him on there, but he just, you know, he's always too busy, or something's always up, or something. Yeah. Tell me you got me on, and we're going to talk together. <laughs> okay. I will do okay. that. Yeah, let's do that. All right, baby. Can I have you close the podcast as uh, Be- uh, Burger Beagle real quick? Oh, yeah. hi. You mean Frankie? Oh, like that. Yeah, hi. Okay. It's time for me to go, uh, even though I'm going to have a burger. I love to eat burgers, you know what I mean? Yeah. With lots of ketchup all over it and everything. Hey, so take good care, kids, and be good. This is uh, Mr. Parker saying, Beagle saying, Yeah, I know that's another character, and he's from another studio. It's awful. Now, what's he doing on this side? Yeah, you know what? We ought to pick it. You know, you know why they they're gonna pick it because they don't have a place like this in land like we got. Yes, right, folks. Yeah, Doc. There's no park over there. Well, the Walt Disney guys—they all got a park. We don't have none. I swear to God. All right. Fuckin' fuck attack. Lego! <laughs> oh dear. Goodbye, everybody. We can't sign it all. And take care. Bye bye, everybody. Yeah.
that's going to do it for this episode. Thank you guys so much for tuning in. Please don't forget to rate me on iTunes or follow me on Twitter and Facebook. Go to my website. It's at hitrockbottom.org. Or just type in Saturday Morning Rewind on Facebook and you'll find me that way. Thanks again. I'll see you next time. Nice bike. Maybe we could borrow it? No, that's stealing. I'll ask for permission later. Uh-oh. Looks like you're asking for trouble now. Shipwreck! How would you like it if someone took your bike? I wouldn't. And if you get caught? i definitely end up in trouble. Remember, taking something that isn't yours just isn't right. Now I know. And knowing is half the battle. G.I. Joe! Thanks for listening to the Saturday Morning Rewind. And that's all, folks.